You complete me. You had me at hello. You have bewitched me, body and soul. Look at you, you're downright flush. Yes, that is what happens. When one is angry. When one burns for someone who does not feel the same. We're gonna have to work at this every day, but I wanna do that because I want you. What do you want? Hi everyone, welcome back to PodCute. Once again, we are back after <laughs> for a long period of time because we suck at scheduling and also just like life in general in the summertime. Life is busy. Yeah, we're oh. also like reopening everything. So <laughs> I'm actually being social again, which is very strange. It's been a while. <laughs> I have like plans this weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm going that to see people. so good. Other than my in-laws, like this is really, how do I socialize? I don't know. I was like, the other day I was like, why do I have so many plans? (laughs) I like, it's because no one's seen you. And so everyone wants to see each other, but then there's only so many days. And then all of a sudden I look at my calendar. I'm like, this is too much. I need need to tone this back down. Yeah. I'm also an introvert. So I'm nervous about getting like, I feel like my exposure got like my ability to like be exposed to people got like really reduced to the point where Mm -hmm. it's like, I record a podcast once a week and that is enough for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go and like go to dinner parties again and like small talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need like long periods of recovery. Yeah. I love, it's actually, I found. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Sam. I wasn't going to say anything substantial. So go (laughs) Oh, I was just gonna say, I find it like super easy to like start, like when I go out and see people because you're excited, but I find that I'm just way more tired when I get home after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is a lot. It's because you haven't seen people like, obviously like everyone like has different like social like lives before COVID or had, but like even, even after like just being like inside for that long and having all these restrictions and then it's like, oh yeah, you're doing everything the same all over again before we had these restrictions. It's just a little like jarring to be honest. And you're like, did I used to do this every single week? Like, you know? Okay. Let's start with what we've been reading lately. And so actually we're going to start with that. And then we'll talk about our book for this episode, which was my choice. And it's the simple wild by K.A. Tucker, which came out in 2018. And for some reason in my head, I thought that I read this like when I was in my first year of college, maybe like I thought that this came out so much longer ago, mm-hmm. but it did not. So I am very shook by that. I realized that today. <laughs> like I feel, you know, that Mandela effect or whatever. I'm like, that is happening yes. with me with this book. Um, so yeah, let's start with what we've read recently. Rasha, why don't you go first? Um, okay. So I have been reading, um, Oh my God, what have been, what have I been reading? Well, the simple wild, which I loved. Um, I have also been reading, I'm looking at like my nightstand. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have nine books on there. Am I reading all of them? No. Have I started all of them? Yeah. That's just kind of what happens. Um, I've been reading. Okay. So I started, um, this is the other book you got me, Georgia, the hating game. Yes. Yeah, I'm not that far into it. I'm only on chapter five, but I, I love it so far. And I obviously want to read it before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been also reading, which is not romance novel at all. I have been reading Catch and Kill, which is Ronan Farrow's book about mm-hmm. like uh, finding out like about Harvey Weinstein and everything. Mm-hmm. It is so good. And he's such a great writer because it reads like a thriller, even though it's like nonfiction. It reads like a thriller and it keeps me like, I know what happens. Obviously, we all do. But it, it's so great to like, um, like see like the behind the scenes of how it came about. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the article came out, it came out at the same time. He wrote it for the New Yorker. It came out at the same time as the two women who reported for the New York Times released their article. And I remember like being like, okay, well, they're women. So I'm going to listen to them, obviously. But I feel bad because I should have given him the benefit of the doubt because he's actually like a really good person. And his reporting is like amazing. And I, and, and you totally see that like through this book. So it's a really good book. I'm almost done with it. And Wait, I know to make like it, a- to make it a romance, he, in one of the, um, uh, oh my God, what are they called? Manuscripts. He proposed to his now fiance, John Lovett. Oh, yes. he, so he put he got- it in one of the manuscripts 
and he yeah, read it. So I think he, that's so cute. <laughs> it's like the most romantic about, thing ever. No, that's really. Weird. That's why. Yeah, that's why I say it's like nonfiction, but it reads like a novel because he talks about like his and his him and his boyfriend's relationship mm-hmm. um like how his boyfriend was like so frustrated with him because he was like working like Ronan was like working and not eating and like it talks about like little snippets of like how his boyfriend reacts to stuff that he does and it's honestly so funny and then it's like literally the next paragraph is like about how horrible Harvey Weinstein fucking is so it's just like so but it not it's not done in a way where you're like okay this is kind of offensive it's literally like him talking about how hard it is to put out this article when there's literally people like tracking him and seeing yeah, what he's so doing fucked. it's, so, it's messed so messed up and I really like if you don't read the book then for sure I, I want to watch there's like a series on HBO which is literally all about it and I want to watch it but I haven't started yet mm. um I also did buy um one last stop I told you ah, about this, yes. Georgia yes yeah I told you and Sam both about this in our, our group chat I haven't read it yet but I've heard it's amazing it's about a girl who is 23. It says 23 year old August and she moves to New York city. And it's funny. Cause like she moves to New York city and like, you know, is like, Oh, like I'm going to move to New York. But then like, is like very like pessimistic about everything. And I'm 30 and I want to move to New York. So maybe I'm going to be like this girl who knows, let me read the book. Um, and obviously I've been reading like, you know, my trashy, you know, mafia romance books. Kindle Unlimited, um, which are amazing and great. And one of the series, which is like the Irish Mafia one set in New Hell's Kitchen, New York, the new one just came out and I was reading it and it's so good. Like, it's just so good. I can't stop reading these books. It's so embarrassing, but it's so good. And I can't, I can't like get over how great they are. They're like, I, I want to say they're trashy, but they're honestly not. And I've kind of stopped. The heart loves what the heart wants, loves. Right, right. And I hate that I call it trashy because like if I put my heart and soul into a book and I released it and like someone on a podcast is like, oh, this is trashy. Like I'd be so sad. They're not trashy at all. It's actually really great writing. The characters all have like depth and like big, like like these backgrounds where you're like, okay, like this is, mm-hmm. I like this person, but they have flaws and that's okay. And I love that. And I think that's great. So yeah, I've been reading those and yeah, that's about it. I keep saying I want to read more. Oh, and I finally finished my housewives book. It's a book about the real house. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. It's uh, amazing, amazing and it's great. So yeah, that's what I've been reading these past few weeks. <laughs> Sam, what have you been reading? I know you just went on a nice little holiday. I'm actually finally, I feel like I'm finally out of my reading rut. Like I- Yay. I know. I read, so I read like 140 books from like what? January, from like January to April. And I think just like completely burned myself out. Reading. Yes. Very fair. And then from April until like the end of last month, I was in a bit of a reading rut, but I I'm back on the train. I read um, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. Need to read that so bad. Did Daisy Jones and the Six, and also uh, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, both of which were really good. Um, which I, I love so much. I liked it. Um, yeah. I didn't didn't like it as much as the other two. Okay, like it was still good, but I found it the other ones when I picked them up, I couldn't put them down. Whereas this one took me a bit longer. Okay, um, but it was good. I read. Um, I read the new Christina Lauren book, The Soulmate Equation. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's probably it's, like, top I think it's five their best. Christina Lauren books. Yeah. I, I think haven't it's read best. that. It's, I, it's, it's, it's pretty high. Yeah. I, Kate, the only reason why the un- Honeymooners I have an issue is I just, I hate the name Olive. Yeah. Like it literally, <laughs> no, I, I have this problem it's with a books. Name. I have this problem Sorry, with books. If, if I don't book. like, the name of the main characters sometimes I just I can't get into it oh me too and that book is really good and they're making it into like a some show or movie or something I think um oh that's awesome I think my favorite Chris it's funny I've been thinking about this because Georgia asked me this um, yes what are your top five Christina Lauren's Soulmate Equation is definitely top three I think probably Unhoneymooners although I do have the same name complaint and I think I really, really liked um, Roomies, which I think they are making into a movie. Oh, is that the Irish Roomies? one? 
that's the Irish one where she like he's like the busker and she yeah, yeah, yeah. finds him in a train station and they yeah. get fake married I think because the thing is I haven't read a bunch of their books um and so I was trying to figure out which ones and I also have memory issues because of ADHD so I forget which books I've read um <laughs> so I was trying to remember which ones because I think that I bought roomies and then I never actually read it. I've definitely read Josh and Hazel's yeah. guide to not dating. I think um, it's very much just the hating game. I've read the honey don't list, which that's one was, of my least favorite. It was fine. But I was also just like, this is about, I just was reading it. I was like, this is about um, one of the HGTV couples. <laughs> and I just like, it's too, yeah. it's too like on the nose. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, this one was really good. And the side characters were like perfect in Soulmate Equation. Like it was just, and the guy was like, yeah, it was was really, really good. Yeah. Rush, you have to Um, read it. Yeah. The Soulmate Equation. Yeah. The title sounds familiar. Maybe I have it on my list. She is. So it's like, I'm not going to explain it. Actually, there's science involved. (laughs) Like. Not today. It's very well done. It's really well done. And it also like, I didn't really know what to expect when I started it because I was kind of like, oh, like this sounds like eh, whatever. Um, It's really good. Okay. Really good. Yeah, I'll add it to your list for sure. Um, I also read Where the Grass is Green and the Girls Are Pretty by Lauren Weisberger. Oh my God, I see that. Listen, every time I see that title, I get, I get so bothered and it's not because I don't like this. It's, I know it's from, um, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. I get that. Listen, I get it. But every time I see that title, I'm like, why, like, why did you name it that? And also I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm being such a hater because she wrote Devil Wears Prada, right? Yeah. That's who yeah, wrote Devil Wears Prada. I don't think yeah. any of her, uh, well, maybe not some of her follow-up books are pretty good like when yeah Lipsy, Lily, lemons is pretty good but this this was like it was okay okay mm. did you read like Sam, did you feature? read her yeah did you read it's her sequel even, to it's not really a romance to be honest it's, it's like women's fiction or whatever mother yeah okay I, I wasn't super into it did you read her sequel to devil wears prada yeah. you did she did you a, like she it? a sequel she did yeah, there it revolves around sort of two sequels. Yeah. Oh, like with different characters or still with Andy? So there's one that's like a true sequel where it's like Andy is like the editor of like a bridal magazine and planning okay. her wedding. And that one was like, okay, it wasn't great. And then there's When Life Gives You Lululemons, which is about Emily. Okay. Oh, okay. A bunch of other characters. And that one I actually quite liked. I saw... Emily was also in the one where Andy is the bridal magazine. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I haven't read it though. I kind of don't want to, because I feel like that's one of those where I'm sorry to say, but the movie was obviously more iconic than the book. Not to say the book was bad at all, but I'm obsessed with that movie, like obsessed with it. So um, it's literally like, it was literally like what I wanted to do when I was younger. And I like watched it when I was 16, when it came out. And I wanted to like move to New York and be like work for a magazine. That was literally my dream. I wrote that in my MySpace profile and I wanted to work for Vogue or Cosmopolitan magazine. So I was obsessed with the movie. So yeah, I, but I would still read the sequels just because I love, like, I liked everything about it. Um, so I would read it. And if they did a sequel, I don't think they'd ever make a sequel for that movie, but no, I don't think you so. never know. You never um, know. <laughs> who knows? Because they're making sequels fucking left, right, and center now. That's they true. are. They are. So we never know. You're just That's like, true. really? This? Yeah. Okay. Know, like every single 90s know, really movie true. that we can think about. I'm sure there'll be a clueless yeah, sequel in about two years. Oh my God. Once, no, once Alicia Silverstone know. stops doing whatever with her child. <laughs> I know. <laughs> feeding him, feeding him through uh, chewed up food. Um, yeah. So two days ago was the 26th anniversary of Clueless. And I was, I was like, oh, that was so cute I think two days ago or yesterday one of those um but yeah I'm obsessed with that movie um yeah but um but yeah I would love that sequel that would be great (laughs) um what else did I read I read oh I read The Social Graces by Renee Rosen um which was really really good also not a romance it's Hmm. 
she did um she did park avenue summer last year Ooh, oh i recognize about, that title like, for helen Gurley brown and that one was really good this was a follow-up it's basically about it's kind of like parallels the fictional lives of um why am i blanking on their names immediately um it follows like the lives of Alma Vanderbilt and whoever the Astor was. I can't even remember, but it's oh, okay. like sorry, Caroline Astor. And it's like fi- a fictional look at their rivalry and New York society Ooh. at the turn of the century. So it's super, super well done. Um, that sounds fun. Again, not a romance. That's something I would um, totally love to read. It was I really good. That. I think you'd like it. And yeah. then I also read The Boys Club, which is like, Again, not a romance. <laughs> um, Sam's anti-romance sort of on romance. our romance podcast. No, there's like, there is a romance <laughs> aspect to it, but it's basically about like a first year associate at a, at a big law firm. And it just, I don't know why I read it. I couldn't stop reading it, but like it stressed me out. So would not recommend. <laughs> Especially for um, a lawyer. Yeah. And I followed that up with While We Were Dating, which is Jasmine Guillory's new book. Um, I what were your it. thoughts? What, what were your thoughts? I, I liked it, but I liked her last couple better. I, I, I just didn't like the girl. I didn't like, I didn't not like her, but I didn't, I didn't really like either of them, to be honest with you. Like, I just didn't feel like attached to them at all in the story. Yeah. So I just stopped caring about, and yeah. I also felt like it ended super abruptly. Have yeah. you read any of her books, Russia? I have not. I was just going to ask you guys, um, what are some of her well-known ones? I and mean, we've talked about them. I'm just kind of blanking. The so wedding date like, was her first yeah. one. Yes. Okay. Proposal, the wedding party. Party of two. The, what, the wedding ones I've seen at Target um, yeah. a bunch of times. And she's yeah. a, she's a black writer. I think she's yeah. also a lawyer actually. Um, and all of her books have been picked up by Reese Witherspoon's production company. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And they're so, all like, they're all interconnected. Yeah. They're all okay. Like a little universe. And it's like a lot of them are based in San Francisco, which I love because I love San Francisco. But I, I like, I really liked the last one, which was Party of Two. And I also really liked the one before that, which I think was your favorite. Yeah. The Wedding Party is my favorite Indian, because yeah. it's enemies to lovers. It's like, I can't yeah. not. <laughs> So those, <laughs> the last two I really liked and this one, I was just kind of like, I don't, I didn't really get into, it was fun, but I, yeah, I wasn't attached at all to mm-hmm. the relationship or to like either of the characters. It's also the side characters. Yeah. Same. It's also really weird reading books now, like that are coming out now. Cause they were all written during the pandemic. Most of them. So it's always, I, oh, yeah. part of me feels like bad critiquing the writers because I'm like, you're writing during stressful times. But I'm also, I like, it wasn't that great. It was just, it was fine. Like it's, yeah, it's a fine book, but it's not like, yeah, I think what it is, Sam, is it doesn't give you that gut feeling, like the feeling yeah. of like, oh, yeah, exactly. The angst and at all, yeah. you're just like, okay. The, the angst that you very much love, Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> you need it. Yeah, Sam does too. Oh, yeah, I feel a little sick. Wait, Sam. Wait, Sam's Sam, the one who wants so to feel sorry. sick. That, that was you who said that. Yes, sorry, I totally <laughs> forgot. My bad. Um. Okay, oh, so I basically yeah, it, I re- I've read well, so many equation and um while we were dating as well. I've gotten a couple of ARCs, which has been fun on NetGalley. So I've read the latest Bergman Brothers book. It's really really good. Um, I read a couple that were not very good. Um, I've read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. She wrote a book last year called Beach Read, I think. I think that's what it was called. It was her debut book and it went, it was really good. And then this one was also really good. I really liked that. Um, I went back into my historical romances and I reread all of Lisa Kleypas. And then I started reading Emily Howard, which Sam told us to read forever ago. And I am not recovered yet because she has these two books, The Beast of Beswick, The Raquel of Roth. And they're really good. And then in the Raquel of Roth, she like teases 
what should be the third book in the series by laying in information about this guy, the Duke of Westmore. And you're like, great, I need this to come out. And so I texted Sam about it. And what did you tell me, Sam? So this is kind of embarrassing because this is when I was really in the throes of my historical romance phase. And I don't know that I've ever been so obsessed with something where I actually went to her website and wrote her because I was like, there's clearly a third book coming and I need to know when it comes out. Oh my God. I wrote her and said, really enjoyed the first two in the series. Like, can you, can you let me know when the third book is coming out? And she essentially wrote back and said, oh, I've got other books on the go. I don't know if there is going to be a third book. <gasps> what the fuck? No. Rasha, I'm so mad. <laughs> and you know what the funniest thing is? I remember getting the email at the time and being actually so mad and so upset because I was like what do you mean there's no third book like you teased this story the whole way through he's a duke like there's angst in it because this woman he loved oh died like there's all this stuff here there's she added a book. unnecessary information that could that the only yes. reason it would be added is to lead you into the next book yeah. oh my god you guys so I was so upset I had like forced myself to get over it and then Georgia messages me about this third book and I was like Oh my God, I can relive this <laughs> with someone now. Now I have someone oh to complain to about this. So mad. I was That's so mad. Crazy. I wrote a thing to post on the romance readers Reddit group because I was like, so, I was so mad. Oh my and God, I, I'm dying. And I didn't get accepted because I haven't had my Reddit long enough. But. <laughs> Wait, I'll write it for you. <laughs> I was literally, it was just me being like, ha, like ha, who does this? Why would you do this to me? Like, why would you do this? I like I'm I I have no words I'm just in shock because oh my goodness that's anyway so yeah that's what I read um I and I actually started I did this thing so I've tried I've been trying to read my like books from my local library more because uh less screen time is obviously better and support your local libraries etc etc so I did this thing where I actually ordered I asked the library to buy books so I have two books now that I just picked up today. They're brand new. One's called Hang the Moon. And then the other one's called, uh, shit, something Wisteria Scoundrel something. But it's a historical. Oh, the one that you posted. Yeah. And people voted for me to read the Wisteria one. Wisteria Society. Yeah, I voted. I vote. Yes. Yes. I voted for the other one. Yeah. (laughs) So now I'm going to read that and I'm very excited. Um, so yeah. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about the simple wilds. So yeah, as I said, for some reason, I thought I read this book when I was in my early, early twenties. I think I don't even know how I stumbled upon K.A. Tucker. This is for sure. Not her first book that I read her. The first book I read by her was called, I think like 10 tiny breaths or something. It is truly one of like it's, it's of another time. Like it's, it's very much contained in that, like what feels like a late two thousands kind of angsty romance where like the girl's parents died. And I'm pretty sure the guy she falls in love with, like was in the car that like hit them, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, oh, oh my great. God. It was that not great. So, like that is so of an era. Yes, it is yes. so very of an era. And so, um, but I think I was just on Goodreads and I came across this book. Maybe it had just come out, I guess, in 2018. Anyway, um, and I bought it on Apple Books or whatever, and I read it and I <laughs> sobbed <laughs> for like the last quarter of the book. I remember I was reading it very late at night. And then I've reread it about six times a year ever since. Oh my um, and I actually, Sam, speaking of contacting authors, <laughs> I tweeted <laughs> at her <laughs> because I was like, this is really good. It was also, I think, the first book where part of it was set in Canada that I had read because usually like Canadian books are kind of put down as being like, eh. And so I was like, oh, this is a Canadian author. And she puts in like really specific Toronto and Canadian like things. Um, yeah. And I was like, this was really great. So I tweeted at her and she responded to me. And it was very nice. The book follows Cal Fletcher, 
Well, it starts actually in 1993 with her parents and her mom is leaving Alaska. And then it goes back to, or it goes fast forward to 2018 Toronto. She just gets let go from her job. She catches her boyfriend cheating on her, but she's just in this weird rut in her life where she doesn't feel like anything. Um, She is pretty entitled, comes from a clearly wealthy family in Toronto. Her stepdad Mm -hmm. is a therapist. Her mom is a florist. Um, I think her mom's parents were super wealthy, um, if I remember correctly. And Mm -hmm. she gets this phone call from this woman, Agnes, in Alaska, which is where her biological dad lives, um, to phone and tell her that her dad has lung cancer and like to come to Alaska. And she has, so she's 26. The last time she saw her dad, she was two years old um, and they lost contact when she was 13. So she goes back to Alaska to see him very fish out of water. She's very like Instagram influencer, like level, which she technically is in the um, book Uh, in the middle of nowhere in Western Alaska, like middle of nowhere. Um, And her dad owns this plane company and she Mm -hmm. gets there and she meets Jonah, who's the the best pilot. Um, He's pretty mean to her. She's also mean to him whatever um <laughs> now I'm trying to remember I'm gonna over explain the plot <laughs> no no you're doing great she so basically, basically like, like I it's kind of weird like after that it's just kind of I don't know how to explain the plot she like slowly figures out that she's super entitled <laughs> and that yeah and that she's I think she could just, it's, it's a real, like, it's kind of a coming of age story as well as like a romance. She's like, things happen with Jonah, but she also, spoiler alert, um, finds out that her dad is dying. Mm-hmm. And so she's there in Alaska with her dad, who's dying. She has this new relationship with this guy. And there's also a ticking clock on when she's going home. And the book kind of follows that. And then she leaves goes her dad dies she ends up leaving and going home and then the book ends with Jonah coming to Toronto and asking her to move back to Alaska and she decides to mm-hmm. sorry Sam uh, <laughs> um, which is the moment that you get of her making that choice and I think like illustrating growth in some way um yes but I will theory, say because... yeah so oh, sorry that's the plot sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's yeah. the plot Russia, what did you think of the book? <laughs> so I, when I finished it, that's when I messaged you both right away because I was sobbing at like the last few chapters. Okay. So I started this book absolutely hating Kala so much. Yes. Very fair. I very could fair. not stand her. There was a part of me that was like okay yeah they're being kind of like Jonah's being kind of mean to her Mm -hmm. um but there was another part of me that was like why the fuck are you taking your designer clothes to Alaska I understand you don't live in the U.S. but everyone knows Alaska it's not like a big secret as to what the, the environment is like what the what the what life is like over there And I was like, I don't know why you're taking all this makeup. Yeah, I would take makeup with me. But my God, she made it sound like she brought a whole freaking Sephora store with her to Alaska. So there's a part of me that was like, oh, that that was like happy when Jonah like hit her stuff. Because I'm like, you honestly deserve it. But at the same time, if that happened to me, I'd be so pissed. Mm -hmm. There is a part where, and I wish, I'm so mad because I wish I saved. Oh, tell me, I probably know the page number. (laughs) Okay. So there's a part where she is talking about, oh, oh, I found it. Page 77. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, um, okay. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I trail her down the narrow hall. She's talking to, who's she talking to? She's talking, is she talking to, uh, Agnes or um I think she's talking to Agnes yes no she's talking to Agnes um so oh yes she's talking to Agnes about because this is when she first got to her dad's house and she's Mm -hmm. talking about um how the house looks because it has all that duck wallpaper so she goes 
the puzzle. So you're so so she realizes that they're neighbors, and then she talks about um how she should like she's telling Agnes she should like redecorate her dad's house, right? So then she goes, and then Agnes goes, I don't live here. Like this isn't my house. So and then she goes, I still think you should do it. My mom painted Simon's bookcase one weekend while he was out of town for a convention. This is a quote, and then and then unquote it says simon had paid a small fortune for the golden oak custom units before he met my mother she despises golden oak i remember watching the blood drain from his face when he walked through the door to see the new and improved soft white ones okay let me tell you why this bothers me let me tell you why because she's telling she's thinking about this moment and is so fucking selfish that she doesn't realize that he was so upset about it but she's like, oh, the new one improved. Like when he came in and saw how great it looked, yes. he was so fucking sad. I remember I literally, Georgia, I put the book down and I was like, I wish she was real so I could punch her in her face. Yes, very fair. Because that was so selfish. To me, that was so No, selfish. her mom is, her mom is a very interesting character because yes. she's not great. No, um, no. And, and Kala, like Kala totally takes after her mom obviously she's going to because she was raised by her mom you know mm -hmm. what I mean but yeah. that part that part I literally was like how selfish are you that you talk about this man her stepdad who is a therapist you talk about him constantly and how he ground like he he keeps you grounded he mm -hmm. helps you he kind of like levels you like he or sorry like he kind of like when you're upset he kind of brings you back down to earth and like kind of lets you be aware of how you're acting you talk about how he is a outlet for you to share and that you're okay that he's a therapist and he does this for you you can't even afford him a tiny little thing that he likes which is a fucking bookcase like you yeah. can't even afford him that that is how selfish you are I vowed from that moment I was like she better do something really fucking great for me to like her again <laughs> I despised her from that moment I just I remember like I remember and you know what I knew it was in the 70s because I didn't want to highlight and I was like I gotta remember this page for when we talk about it because I need to let this out it makes me so angry <laughs> now obviously obviously like I remember like when I read the part where she thought that Mabel was her sister I literally was like, oh my God, like that's why her dad didn't come. And then when like you hear the story, like there were so many moments where people tried to like bring her down to earth of like, hey, this is this is where we live. This is how we do things. These mm -hmm. are the people who live here. These are the people from this area. You need to realize that no one's gonna change just because you're here. Like you're gonna have to deal with it. There yeah. were a lot of moments where she felt entitled to a lot of people's time and energy and understanding. Like she felt like they should realize why she's upset or why she wants to do things the things the way that she does, not mm -hmm. realizing that that's not how life works. You know, you don't, you're one person. No one, uh, this whole town is not gonna change the way they do things just for you, even if mm -hmm. they do like your dad. So that part, like there was many moments where she had to kind of realize like, hey, this is how stuff is around here. Not everything is about you. But I think that moment when she realizes why her dad didn't come to her eighth grade graduation, which is because he told Mabel's dad to go on this flight and he ended up dying. Um, that to me was like the one moment where I was like, okay, do you finally fucking get it? Like, do you mm -hmm. realize how this is how life is out here? Yeah. So, so I kind of like at that moment is when I was like, okay, I'll like give her a chance. Um, her relationship with Jonah loved, loved, and I know you said that we had to like come prepared to cast people to play like the people in this book. I can't think of anyone other to play Jonah, even though he doesn't really look like him in terms of blonde hair. He doesn't have blonde hair. But every time I thought about this, this Jonah, I thought about this actor. Okay. And he's Canadian. Okay. So you guys watch, have you ever seen Friday Night Lights? Is it Taylor Kitsch? <laughs> He played yes. junior hockey in my hometown for the Langley Hornets with his hockey Canada bags. Whenever yeah. he gets to the paparazzi seat at the airport, he travels with his hockey bags. It's so funny. Are you see okay? Well, first of all, I'm not surprised. Second of all, I love him. Like, I think he is so like amazing at playing. Like, he played like like the the character he played Tim Riggins on Friday Night Lights. 
it's kind of like Jonah, but like an adult and totally different, obviously setting, right. Which Mm -hmm. is doing things his own way. Like people love him. They were all charmed by him. Like the way Kala said, like everyone in town was like, would go like, you know, googly Mm -hmm. eyes over him because he's just so charming that's how it was on Friday Night Lights now obviously his character in Friday Night Lights was a teenage alcoholic so that's (laughs) totally different um Jonah to me is way more level-headed but even though the description of how Jonah looks which is like blonde hair and big beard Taylor Kitsch doesn't have blonde hair but he could no but he has like the attitude yeah he does he totally does and he's tall like him Mm -hmm. and the whole time I'm reading this book, I'm like, damn it, I can't imagine anybody, like, especially the part where he, like, dirty blonde hair before. He does, he has, yes, he has. I think he definitely, he definitely, Sam, did that very typical 2000s hockey boy frosted tips look. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'm loving that. Everyone is done. No, I will say, like, one of the things I really agree with is she's super entitled. I remember reading the book, Mm -hmm. and when it got to the part where she was at the grocery store, and she got the soy yep. milk and then she's like do you have silk and I was like I would have punched this yes! like yeah I punch her oh my god and so when Jonah's like a dick to her like I know that there's some people have like issues with like when he takes away her makeup and stuff um being like that's super rude to do and like blah blah blah, blah. and whatever yeah, I don't, don't want to fight I don't want to fight about that like I think that's yeah. up for anyone's kind of like personal relationship with makeup or like however they feel but, I don't think that was rude. That to me was like, eh. But the part of like keeping her suitcases, that yeah, that's, I yeah, was very annoyed. That's where so, it sets up the fact that she then grooms him while he's sleeping. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and cuts yes, all of his hair off. Yes. It's so supposed to like I, balance honestly, it out. I was going to say, honestly, sad. someone cutting my hair is way more invasive than yes. taking my makeup. Yes. Very, 100%. very much. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I definitely agree. Like when he's, when he like takes her down a notch, I don't have a problem with it. And I also think that like the other thing is when I reread the book, I basically start when she gets into Alaska. So today I was like, oh, I should reread the beginning of the book. And so I reread it. I was like, she's such an asshole. And her mom is also such an asshole. Like her mom is so terrible. The parallel between like how unlikable and selfish they both are is like incredible yep yeah yep yeah that's and why it's... I liked that's why I liked the page that Raja pointed to because it's like such a yeah it's a like, perfect parallel a neat little depiction of who these people are yeah yes. and I think yeah. it's I I forgot that the books I also forgot that the book started with the mom's point of view of leaving Alaska yeah because so the interesting thing about the story is that Kala's parents like met, I think at a bar in Vancouver, the mom's from Toronto, the dad's from Alaska. He went home to Alaska and the mom moved there and then she hated it. She hated living there. She thought she had postpartum depression. It wasn't that she just hated living there and she left and she left thinking that he would follow her and he chose not to. And so they remained yeah. separated, but they both like loved each other deeply pined for each other and weren't together. And so you have that story that's paralleled with the Jonah Calla story, which is the same thing. Mm-hmm. They both are in Alaska. Um, they fall in love, but the difference is she leaves and then he follows her and they go back together. And that's like the parallel. And I think it's really interesting because I think it's that whole idea of like soulmates versus people you love. And that idea of like, yeah like you choose, you might not choose who your soulmate is, but you can choose who you love and you can choose how to, how to yeah. like go about doing that. And I think in that situation, it's a really interesting play with that idea of like the parents might be soulmates, but they're separated forever because they don't, they can't right. make the choice to love each other or to like figure out how to love each other in the proper way. Whereas Cal yeah. and Jonah did in the end. Um, so I always think that's really interesting. I honestly, I reread this book all the time and half the time I'm like, I don't know why I love it so much because it's like a (laughs) fine book. It's not like the most astronomical book or whatever. Maybe it's the setting. Maybe it's just like, it's, it's the setting and also the character because you, 
you you hate her so much you want to know if she gets better I think it might also I think it might also be easier to read to reread it after you know where she ends up like yeah it's easier to go back than like starting again yeah and yeah I just yeah I don't and the god the dad story kills me like oh I literally I lit oh my god first of all I like the dad and the stepdad yeah, Simon is for sure the best yeah. human being in this entire book. He's the only good person. <laughs> yeah. Like an incredible oh human God. being. I would find him annoying yeah. if he was my stepdad and he kept asking me how I'm feeling about things, but also yeah. like is just such a like generous being. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah, no, I would probably feel the same way as well. But um yeah, I, how do you feel about Jonah? I love him, but also like yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like yes I problematic okay. fave I don't know yes. like it's yes, so yes, yes, yes I just but I also I love him like 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 I just knew I just knew that I wanted that I obviously you know what's gonna happen like they're gonna get together so I just like couldn't wait for the moment when he realizes he likes her but at the same time like I also would like I kind of don't want you to be with him but that was before she changed that was before like she redeemed herself and she like mm. you know like how she the fact that she like uh was like took the initiative to say hey like I want to fix your website because it looks so outdated and I was thinking about how fun that would be I hate flying I can't believe I'm saying this because I hate flying but how fun would it be to go in one of those planes and just take photos of like the beautiful scenery out there that would be amazing Mm -hmm. that would be amazing so I just like was like okay you know what like when she sees this she's gonna realize like this is why her dad stayed like this is where he belongs just like how she thought she belonged and fit in the city um because I also like I when I like read the book like she kept saying I'm not going to end up like my mom. I'm never going to live here. I can't wait to go home. That's something that I would be saying too, if I was in that situation, because I can't be away from like life and city mm-hmm. life for too long. Um, so I told, and obviously, you know, the more she says that, you know, the ending is going to end up with her loving this place. Like there's no way she can't love this place. It's just it, it, it's, it's just how it is. Um, so I really, really liked that, like, like sometimes I hate when books like turn the female protagonist like oh she completely changes everything about her and whatever and I hate mm-hmm. that I don't like when they do like a complete 180 but this time it wasn't like it wasn't that Kala realized that she's gonna leave like she's gonna move to Alaska for Jonah it was that she realized that what she thought was a great path for her, which is living in the city and working with her friend on their little social media, Instagram page, wasn't what she actually thought it was. It's not what she thought it was. And I think her mom had brainwashed her into thinking that that place where her dad was is like the worst place in the entire world. And she went in thinking that, and then she realized that it wasn't. How else do you justify taking your child and leaving? Thank you. Thank you. I thought that too. I literally was like, how do you like, and I was like, Alaska's right here and fucking Toronto is over there. So to me, I was always like, how, and how do you expect your mom? Like, I know you were a child when you were taken, you're upset because your dad didn't come to your fucking eighth grade graduation as if that matters. But how do you, as an adult, as a 26 year old, not realize how fucked up it is that your mom took you away from your dad? when you were 17 months old and no one really talks about it in the book. I think it's mm-hmm. completely fucked up. Yeah. Yes. So I, yeah. So I am really glad she had that complete 180 because it wasn't like she changed the way she talked or the way she dressed or that she loves putting on makeup and she wears designer shit. It's not that she changed that about her. It's that she realized that living the life that she was living was not the only option for her. And mm-hmm. her mom, her mom figured that out, but it was the opposite. And I loved that she came to the same conclusion as her mom, but in a totally different way. And that's what I love about the book. Because again, I told you the minute I read 77 pages in, I'm like, I cannot stand this girl. It is going to take a lot for me. to <laughs> like her. And I, and at by the end of the book, I was like, okay, I like you. And it had nothing to do with her dad. It had nothing to do with Jonah making me like her. It was literally her and her 
trajectory from being a shitty ass person to realizing that she was a bad, she, she made bad choices. She had bad thoughts about like a place that didn't deserve all the bad thoughts she thought about it. And she completely changed the way, like her personality in terms of the bad parts of it. So yeah. So sorry. I don't mean to like rant, but it just made me like think a lot about like character development and um how this totally could have been like a two second paragraph and on one page where she changes but this was like through the through the yeah. chapters that she changed and I love that mm-hmm. no I definitely agree and I think like yeah there's something about even just the small thing at the end like because it almost seems like the book's gonna end and she's gonna go home and yes that's it and it's gonna be yeah the idea of you all over again <laughs> you're like oh, yeah okay. but also yeah. like that you could be okay kind of okay with that but then you get that little last section and she kind of talks about how it's just like I think what it just becomes this whole thing of like um her like safe stability in Toronto is just like completely ruptured and that whole idea you're right Russia about like yeah. how her life should be is changed and I think yeah that's I don't know I and and so it's it's interesting because I I've never really like thought out about like why I exactly like this book mm-hmm. ever, but it's, I think it's that. And I think that part of me like can recognize some of me and Kella, like when you're young, she's 26 in this, but when I was like 22 or whatever, I was a total idiot. And you're so like centered in yeah. your own life. You're so like, I am the center of the universe and everything revolves around me. And like, this is how my life is. And I think that there's something really interesting yeah. about that period in your life where most of us get that probably when we go to college and she had it a little bit later um, of when you realize (laughs) a, your parents are people. I think that's a huge one when you realize like, Oh, they're not like these angel figures who always do good. And these moral guardians, they like are human and they fuck up and they've done bad things. They've also done great things. And like, that's a big one. And the other one is when you realize that like, there's 7 billion other people living lives on this planet <laughs> yeah. and your life is not at the center of it. And that's a huge yeah. one. And I think that's, I think that's what this book reflects. And then there's also like, Joan is really cute and their banter is really good. And like the, yes. story the dad is like, <laughs> literally like it guts you. Um, yes. and the mom is crazy God. and like, yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, what do you think of what you have read of the book? I, I like it so far. I have not gotten to the part where I have to cry yet. Oh, <laughs> man. Damn. But I do, I like, it's really weird because I normally like books where I can identify with the protagonist, like the woman protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this one I find difficult because I don't like any of the women in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even Agnes. No, I like Agnes, but like, I really don't like the main character and I don't like that mom. And I think the whole story is like, I do. I think that I'm finding it hard to get into because of that. So maybe now that I know what happens, I will Mm -hmm. get there faster. No, it's, it's totally like worth it for her, just for her development. It's totally worth it to go to, to like go to the end. But yeah. like, no, I can, I can see. But that. at the same time, I can very much see why people would read this book and be like, "I don't like it." Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those books. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it would make a really. I do. I'm glad you asked us to cast it because mm-hmm. I actually think like the filming of it would be really beautiful. Oh, yeah. beautiful! I would love Visually, for it to it series really on Netflix. Right. Yes, it would be. Yeah. Do you guys watch Virgin I, River on Netflix? I haven't yet. It's okay, filmed, it reminds Sam, me of that. It's filmed it's, in Agassiz. <laughs> Isn't that the most random Perfect. place? Oh, wait, where is that? Where is, is that a, in Canada? Like, it's a suburb of Vancouver. Like, yeah. Oh, are you serious? It's supposed to be in California. <laughs> That's funny. It's, so, it's so good. And 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 this is, sorry, Sam, I don't mean to cut you off, but this, nope. this reminded me of Virgin River so, 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 so much because it's literally someone coming from the city, small town, um, mm-hmm. kind of like clashing with people, but not, not so much in Virgin river, the way it was in, um, simple wild, but it reminded me of it so much like scenic, uh, scenic setting where like, you know, like it just reminded me of it so much. And that's why I like wish it would be made into like a Netflix series. Cause that would be amazing. But yeah, I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I do like 
I really like Simon. He's like my favorite character <laughs> by far. And I find I find him the most sympathetic character, I think partly because I think the whole story of the parents is really sad. Like, yeah, very. It's sad that they didn't work out, but it's also sad to be the person who's kind of like the consolation prize when she spends like her entire life life essentially loving someone else there's a part sam i'm right. telling you right now russia you probably know what part i'm talking about where actually i don't think i can even ruin it but i russia do know what i'm talking about with the i mom, don't think i do with the mom at the very end near the end yes yes i sobbed <laughs> oh yes okay i know what you're talking about i was yeah. like wanted to make sure i knew which one yes yeah yeah, no, that part was that. Yes. Yeah. Sam, keep reading. <laughs> I will. No, I will. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, I definitely yeah. agree. And I think it's really interesting yeah. the way she seeds stuff in. So like, um, I don't know if you've gotten to this part, Sam, but there's like a moment where they, they're like watching movies every night and he just only owns Julia Roberts movies. Julia Roberts And she's movies. like, she's like, is this like, are you, do you have a thing for her? And then in her head, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, she's like, my mom is kind of like Julia Roberts. And so like, no, he's just I like think he says pining. it. I think, he, yeah. I she think has the same smile or something. Or the, the same laugh. smile or the same laugh or something like that. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, uh, these like, uh, I think it's really interesting the way she's just able to like seeding these little lines that you're just like, oh, that's a gut yes. punch. Like, that's so yes. sad. Like, that's 100%. so sad. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh man, I see. I think the dad was like a very sympathetic character because like, it's not that he didn't want a relationship with the daughter. It's just that he had his like own thing happening. And then he, I feel like was trying to make an effort. And then the thing with Mabel's dad happened. And I feel like it was like, okay, that's it. Like anything, anything he would have tried to do right now, he wouldn't be able to, because in his eyes, he had to take care of Mabel because he was responsible for her dad's death. So, mm-hmm. which, which meant that Calla got neglected because of that. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, and then like, and then he ends up dying. Like, come on. Like, oh, sorry. I know Sam, we put spoiler. No, like, but I think they, they get to have, <laughs> they get to have some interesting conversations. And I think like one of the yes. other things in the book is like how similar they are. Like as much yes. as she's raised by her mom, and she has like, it's almost like that nature versus nurture thing. Like as much as she's raised by yeah. her mom and she has a lot of similarities, she's like deep down, she's her father. And I think that's what you kind of get yes. at the end of the book. Um, and yep. there's a line, and I think it's at the very beginning when she's talking to her mom and she's like really pissed. And like, ver- I think it's that other thing of like when you're mad at someone and it's so hard to see like the other person's point of view because all you can be like is like I was hurt and I think that's when she realizes the Mabel thing that's when she realized like oh there's like other things at hand it's not just like me but there's a line in yeah when she's talking to her mom and her mom's like he's not a bad person and she's like but he's a shitty dad yeah. and I'm like yeah that's true <laughs> like that's that's fair yes. but yeah also like the parents should not have had a kid <laughs> Yeah, no, no, 100% not. But, and that, and that's what happens. And so it's, yeah. Georgia, who would you cast as Jonah? Um, have you seen Vikings? (laughs) Yep. Travis Fimmel. I have not seen it. That is the person, like, when they describe him as, like, being, like, Norwegian looking, because his mom's from Norway, and being tall and blonde and really scruffy, it's Travis Fimmel from the Vikings. Oh That's my god, Jeff yes. went to high school with the guy who plays his son. Oh, the Hunger no Games way. guy? Yeah, Alex Ludwig. Yes. Oh, no way! The guy from, oh yeah, Hunger He's Games. He's from West Van, Alex Ludwig? He's from West Van. Yeah. Interesting. No wonder he's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Do a lot of people from that area become actors? It's the wealthiest area in Vancouver, I think. Do you know oh, okay. <laughs> no more. Do you know who Mackenzie Davis is? Yes. Is she I from the do. She also went to. She also went to high school with Jeff. That's wait. So Mackenzie Davis is from few years younger. Mackenzie Davis and Jeff were actually in the same class. Oh. She was is in. Mackenzie um... Davis from San Junipero. Is that Mackenzie yes. Davis with the glasses? Yes. Okay, I really like her. 
she was in that um holiday movie with Chris, uh Kristen yeah. Stewart yeah yes okay yeah this yeah. is yeah that's her I like her um Izzy's mom taught there did I tell you that no she taught French there for a long time but I don't think Ooh. she would have crossed over with Jeff but yeah she taught there for a long time small world because she's a fluent French speaker and they were like yes <laughs> can she can she have facetime calls with me where we talk in french so i can say i speak four languages so that'd be great <laughs> she would 1000 percent do it 1, oh my god that's that's the loveliest human ever that's um, awesome. okay but the thing so the issue when i when i was like oh casting or whatever like i can picture jonah yeah. i picture for whatever reason i picture the dad literally is just the same guy who played bella's dad in twilight like yep. oh my god i didn't yep. think about that literally the same <laughs> The mom, yes. I can't not think of Julia Roberts because of you know the thing. who else I thought of for the dad is um did you ever watch Everwood? Yes. I didn't, but you I know the I know dad in Everwood. Yes. Oh That's God. who I thought of. That's so funny. Everwood had like I remember. I think it was like Chris Pratt's first. Yes. It was like oh Chris Pratt. God. Oh my god! And like, what was the guy's name? Gregory F- something. Ephraim or something. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. He was in a bunch of Disney movies. Emily I Van remember. Camp was in it. Yes, Emily yes. Van Camp was. Oh my yes, god! Oh, <laughs> Russia, we were talking about. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Sam was on this podcast, and we were watching it, and they brought up. Um, uh, oh my god, Roswell. And Vanessa didn't oh know God. what Roswell was. And I was like, she had never heard of it. She had never heard oh of Roswell. Oh my goodness. I'm like, I never was, watched it. I never I watched it, but I loved I that show. knew what it was. I 100% I knew what it was. Um, so one thing about me is I am definitely afraid of aliens. <laughs> um, and it all has to do with watching the movie Signs when I was 11 years old. Yes. Um, I slept in my parents' room for a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> I watched it. And I hate those aliens. They're so ugly. Oh my god! And I remember I begged my sister to take me to see that movie. So whenever there's anything with aliens, I'm like hesitant to watch it. I think the first movie I watched with aliens that I was not terrified of was Arrival with Amy Adams and Mm. Jeremy Renner because the aliens in that movie were like not evil aliens. Um, But every time a Shyamalan movie comes out, I'm like, fuck (laughs) you! I'm not watching your movie. so I stayed away from Roswell because it was all about aliens. <laughs> That's fair. I loved that show so much. Um, okay, but that was the, on the WB. Yes, classic WB with the weird little frog yes. thing. Um, <laughs> no, the problem with this is I I can't cast Kala because I can't picture. Me either. I can't picture. Oh my someone. god! I'm so glad you, you said that. It's really funny. Ever since you said Taylor Kitsch. I was like, she should be played by Minka Kelly because that's exactly yeah. who Minka Kelly's character was in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Wait, by true. who? Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. Oh, Minka Kelly. Oh my God. That would be good. Oh, yeah, that would be, be good. great. Oh, because the God, other I thing is, it's like, that. you have to have someone who's like pretty, but also like superficial. Yeah. But like, I, don't, I just find it hard. I don't know. I find it hard to cast, but. Oh my God. And she could Minka totally Kelly's a good play. One. Yeah, that's a really good one. I and I don't know. I didn't why think of it like, until you said Taylor Kitsch, and then I was like, "Yeah, that's that would." And work. it also has to be someone who can be like not liked, and then can recover. Yes, <laughs> which yes. is, like, which, hard is to do. which is which is which is literally like the the Lila's literally the way her story was yeah. in Friday Night. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh my god, that's my favorite show. Do you remember when she got into the super Christian thing? Yeah, good times. And Friday Night Lights. So mm-hmm. Was that like in the beginning of? Oh no 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 no! That, that was, was season. Yeah, two. that was after. Yeah. And she, yeah. I think she dates. Isn't it? Doesn't she date Matt Zukri, like Logan from Gilmore Girls? No no she's she's dating Trevor Noah. No 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 no! In the show. She oh, in the show! Oh my god, they're talking about real life. I'm no, like, no, no, no 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 no! She's dating. We're in real life, but she was dating Chris Evans. Yes. And she Wait, dated John what? Mayer forever. And she did. And Derek she Jeter. Also did Derek and Jeter. Derek Jeter. Oh, she is. Oh, wow. I, I totally forgot her dating history is like really great. Good for her. Didn't she date Lenny Kravitz? Am I making that up? No, I'm, I don't remember that. That, that okay. feels real. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look up her dating history on Wikipedia after this. Um, but 
yeah, I loved that show so much. I remember um, during the election, people were making uh, guesses on who the characters of Friday Night Lights would have voted for. And everyone kept saying Yikes. that Coach Taylor. Yeah, I know. I know. My friend, my friend posted it on her snap and I sent her this like long ass paragraph for every character. And we talked about how uh, I Tim Taylor would have been Coach Taylor would have been okay with like like a Joe Biden person. I feel like Connie Britton oh, would have been, Tammy Taylor would have been so hard on the Hillary train. Oh, 100%. Oh, for sure. I said that too. Sure. I said, I said that coach Taylor would have supported Trump in 2016 and gotten shit for it from Tammy and then decided that he wouldn't vote for him in 2020. Um, and yeah. then we said that, that stuff is so ruined. Julie. Oh God. I know. I know. I, there's I, no I person I hate more than Julie Taylor. Listen, I, I think she gets so a bad rap. I hate She's her. annoying. You're right. But I think she gets a bad rap. But also because, like, Matt is just, like, the sweetest, nicest, yeah. like, boy. She and she just, just so like, was annoying. She's yeah, also, I know. like, okay, like, okay, so she did the thing, went to college, hooked up with the guy who had the wife. And then the whole thing when she came out and she just, like, crashed the car. Do you remember that whole plot? I I think I'm 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 so bad. I know I said it's my favorite show, but I don't remember small things. No, because you no, blocked it out because thing. it's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> She's terrible. Remember, remember that one episode when Tim was living with them and he like <laughs> protected her from like the from like the storm or whatever was happening, and she's telling all her friends about it. And I was like, that's something I would do. Honestly, like. My favorite moment in the show, it's when he walks in on Julie and Matt having sex, and then he has to have the conversation with Matt about it. Wait, but I feel like, was there not a scene where she walked in on them? Maybe. Am I making Maybe that up? Sh- I'm sure it was probably also iconic, but yeah, when oh he God, walked in, so like, funny. just his reaction, and then he, like, gets home, and he sits on the bed, and he's like, he literally is like, I went in to, like, Matt Saracen's house. They didn't have clothes on. And Tammy Taylor, her face is just like, no, no. And he just keeps it. It's, yes. so, it's so good. It's so funny. I, I love, love oh, him. Really oh, my God. I love him. I remember I was so happy when he won an Emmy during the last season because it was the last season and he won an Emmy. And Minka Kelly was one of the people presenting it to him. And that made me so happy because I thought it was so sweet and adorable. But, yeah. He's also but, super um, hot. Yes, I, uh, he's like. Um, a major deal. Yeah. So, sorry, mom. I, I know you're listening. Wasn't... Please ignore. Oh my god. <laughs> She's already listened to the porn star episode. I think you. Can I was say gonna it. say after that. After <sighs> you listen to that episode, like that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No, any he, last thoughts? People on that show were really good looking. Yeah. Any last thoughts on? Um, I really like. I loved. I loved this book. Um, I am going to be sending messages to Netflix executives on how <laughs> to make this a mini series. Um, and I can't wait to read the sequel. I need to buy it though. I am so um, happy with an actual hmm. sequel. What? No. I feel like flashing back to our idea of you conversation. This is a book. Should have left it. Not uh, that the sequel, not that the sequel is not good. Should have left it. <laughs> I'm so okay. I'm because so I think it was so I'm perfect. So upset. It was so perfect the way it ended, and just trying to recreate that is impossible because the whole book is like arced out for her to figure out who she is. So then when you get to the second book, you're like, okay, like the tension or whatever. Oh, that it's makes basically me like so annoying. They move to Alaska and then they obviously like have issues because of course they're like it wasn't going to be all fairy tales. Um, yeah, but she is writing a third book. And it's the uh, the vet that Marie, the vet that likes Jonah. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's okay, gonna be yeah. from her point of like it's gonna be her story. Okay, okay. which is fun because okay. I like I like the setting a lot. So yes, I do too. That's interesting. You won't like Marie in the second book, so it's a tough turnaround. But okay. Cause I didn't mind her in the first book. No, she's not that bad in the first book. The second book is just, there's some weird stuff that's just like strange, but read okay. it. Cause I want your opinion on it. I, I and the characters sure are great, but okay. Yeah. I'll read it. Yeah. This is definitely one of those books where I'm like, 
would that makes me think of the idea of you and be like, don't write a sequel. <laughs> like really don't just leave it. Oh my God. The idea of you, if they made that into a movie, oh, I would die. That would be amazing. They're going to, I thought. Didn't it? I don't know. It's been optioned. I thought it was optioned. By okay. Gabrielle Union, wasn't it? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. If she plays the mom in the movie are you kidding me it would be very oh good. my god first of all she was playing an 18 year old when she was 28 so yeah fuck yeah get her in this movie she's amazing i really need to watch her show because i miss watching her and things because she's such she's actually i think one a really great actress but she hasn't really done anything lately other than her show so this would be amazing and i would love that mm-hmm. okay any last thoughts she was in it that'd be amazing sam will you finish this book yes Perfect. I would love to get your thoughts. I I actually am genuinely interested in your thoughts on it because yeah, I think it's, I think it's an interesting book that for the first bit, you were really like, what? It's like the Spanish love deception where you're reading that book. You're like, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) This is, this this chick's an idiot. (laughs) 10 chapters of Spanish love deception. I was like texting Georgia being like, why did you recommend this book to me? Like (laughs) so annoying. And then like halfway through the book. Takes a sharp turn. Okay, this got really good. Yeah. And then it's love it. Yeah. That's also like three times. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's very good. Um, okay. I don't know what we're doing for our next episode. Um, we'll figure it out. Send us recommendations. Yeah, send us Rex as always. And until next time, friends, enjoy the love tropes in your books. Bye.